This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. Their sleazeballs abound all over the internet. We'll be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome back, valued listeners, to the Jay and Silent Rob podcast. Is this season three, Jay? This is season three, episode one. Uh, valued listeners, thank you for returning and continuing on this journey with us. Um, yeah, how was your summer, Rob? We haven't done one of these since March, and uh, we were looking at the prices of certain assets before the show, and, and there's been some changes. Yeah, I, I, don't, like I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't play that. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely did. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll dive right into that, dude. I had a good summer, but uh, it's been all about the. Um, it's been the summer of of clicking buttons um, to try to make those button clicks turn into money on the internet. Uh, we're of course talking about cryptocurrency and its uh, sad little cousin, non fungible tokens. Which, to give you genuine credit, Jay, early in this NFT mania. You said you knocked on my door you know, on a rainy night and you said, hey, pay attention to NFTs. And I said, get out of my house. I did. I did. And, and you did say that as well. And um, yeah, I mean, hey, what, what can you say? Um, NFTs are fun. There's a lot of garbage out there right now, just like any um, you know fad. People are trying to cash in. There's no doubt about that. But there's certain things. Uh, that, that have staying power. Um, I often will send Rob stuff. Uh, obviously, he was he's becoming more and more open to the idea, but still still not a, a true believer. But I understand that. Uh, but there's also a lot of junk projects out there that uh, give the space a bad name. But uh, you know, obviously, similar to to crypto uh, adaption, NFT adaption is the same thing. And if it's done by the right people, backed by the right people. Uh, it's going to uh, be successful. And Rob has this fallacy, thinks I have like an insane uh, percentage of my net worth in NFTs. I don't. I just love talking about them to Rob because they piss you off. That's Mm. the only reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It works, dude. It's uh, it's clouded my judgment. It's made me think Jay's full-on NFT boy, but but he's not. He's sports better boy. Uh, he's, He's a responsible guy too. Yeah, I, I do way more traditional assets like betting on sports and fantasy football. Um, but yeah, I, really, my, my NFT knowledge is pretty uh, isolated to just NBA Top Shot. Um, February was pretty insane. I had like 6x, 7x my initial investment. It came all the way down to pretty much my exact uh, initial uh, investment. I saw I saw it a little bit uh, come March or, or May, but um, essentially returned where I put my initial investment, and now it's about two x, maybe in between two x or three x of my initial investment. Uh, but it, it's had in the last six weeks or so a big resurgence, obviously because indirectly of CryptoPunks, uh, the OG NFT, which is pretty laughable on a lot of. of uh, you know, different levels, but it, it's the first. 
And if you're the first of something really, really massive, uh, that's really all that matters. Uh, but we don't want to turn this into an NFT pod because we don't want Rob to go crazy. But anything DeFi, NFT related before we move uh, forward to what we'll be offering this year? Uh, no, I was about to hang up if you kept going. But um, no, actually, I, I actually think that I, I listened to something on this today. And I think that there were attempts at something similar to an NFT in the past. Apparently, there was something called hash masks which they, they failed to do. I think they failed to make it scarce enough, basically. And this round, this, you know, whatever 2021 vintage uh, has benefited greatly from projects understanding that's like extreme scarcity is very much in their, um, in their favor. So I, I heard someone, it was on Up Only TV, which is a funny crypto podcast. Someone was talking about how hash masks they would launch like a thousand at a time and then the price would just immediately go to zero because there wasn't even a thousand people interested in it. Um, but I don't know. Artificial scarcity helps, I guess. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Any of these projects obviously piggybacked on previous ones. Um, Dapper Labs, which created NBA Top Shot, they created Crypto Kitties. Uh, That's right. Like, That's right. I remember that one. Yeah. The virtual kittens that you could breed and whatnot. Um, that was so like I, 2017. That was that was the last. That was ICO boom, right? Yeah, it might have been even earlier than that. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's just fun. Uh, they're doing a great job of building a community around it as well, um, and also they partner with the NBA, which uh, is a pretty good business. But compared to the other sports leagues, uh, they're an amazing business. Uh, that's more about uh, Manfred and Roger Goodell uh, than anything mm -hmm. else. But sure. uh, yeah, yeah. So. Last thing I'll, I'll mention is there's a, a drop on Friday for the first WNBA moments uh, are, are coming out there. Rob, I will be in line for that. Uh, a virtual line, of course, not a, not a real line, but mm -hmm. uh, a virtual line for that. And uh, Dapper Labs announced a partnership with La Liga. They're going to come up with a thing in summer of 2022 uh, for the Spanish soccer league aimed at obviously the European, but also the North American market and probably south american market as well do you mean the one Messi just left uh correct la liga they're in desperate financial <laughs> yes, yeah they're in trouble they're in they're in big trouble but okay um we're moving on to what we're going to be offering this year uh, so our last podcast not only did we talk about uh that was in march but we also offered a college basketball march madness pick em, uh or tournament bracket challenge and i forgot who, who won that rob do you have any insight who won that uh, it sounds like you won it by your snarky tone uh i did i did and i, I kind of feel bad about it because it's like you know it's our podcast and we put that all together and then you know i, I took it down so we're going to do a survivor uh football pick them for uh the pot you know for the podcast and promoting the website and whatnot and it's gonna be twenty dollars if you've never done a survivor it's a pretty basic format where you just pick a team to win every week in the national football league sounds simple enough yes rob yeah but you've told me that it ain't fam because there's one where if you do like the whole season you get a shitload of money right yeah that's that's circus sports out there um they, they offer a lot more money obviously the buy-in's a lot more uh, but essentially the caveat is you can only use a team once so you got to oh, look that's right you got to look at the season as a whole. And that's kind of the motto for this episode because we're going to be 
looking uh, a season long uh, lens at the NFL. Uh, and that's really a healthy way of doing survivor. You don't want to just use the chiefs, the Buccaneers, uh, the bills, Ravens weeks, one, two, three, and four, because there's obviously optimal weeks to do that. Um, and at the very minimum, now that there's 18 weeks in the NFL season, you're going to be using 18 of the 32 teams. Um, a good strategy is to maybe cross off the five or six teams you absolutely do not want to use, the worst teams in the league, and then kind of reverse engineer it from there. So it's another fun way to uh, engage in the NFL. It's another fun way to forget about your responsibilities and inevitable march towards death and enjoy your Sunday. So okay. we're going to offer that. Now, I kind of feel bad about winning in college uh, basketball, that bracket challenge. So... Um, if you, you have two things to root for, you'll be rooting for your team to win, obviously, whomever you pick that week. But if you beat me, no, not a tie, but if you beat me, if your survivor goes longer than mine, even if you don't win it, uh, you'll get five bucks from me. Uh, so that way you have a little bit more incentive, uh, and you get to root against me, which obviously if I were to win this again, would make me feel even uh, better about it because you know it's kind of like I, this. What happened in college basketball? I like I flicked you off with one hand, but like if I do it with this, it's like I'm using both hands, right? Um, so, which is really what we want our listeners to feel like. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, we're going to be off in that survivor f uh, football pick 'em. Uh, I, I really encourage people to try it. It's another fun way uh, to, to engage with the NFL, uh, and e even you'll like it, Rob, as much as you. Uh, you hate Roger and his league. If you say so. Uh, another thing we're offering is uh, I'm going to have my fantasy football rankings. Uh, that's going to be up in two days, uh, the 27th, this Friday. I know a lot of people have their drafts uh, this weekend. Um, the biggest weekend is actually the Labor Day weekend. Rob, I'm sure you've got tons of drafts coming up. Um, so I'll, we'll have those rankings there for you uh, on Friday. We're, we're actually going to dedicate next week's episode solely to fantasy football. So that's where I'll kind of go into the nitty gritty a little bit more. Um, so next week is going to be a fantasy football episode. And then the week after that, we're preparing for week week one, Rob. I mean, how excited are you? We, we're, we're almost there. It's got me pumped, dude. You know me when it comes to the NFL. That's that's my passion. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we'll have those football rankings out for you uh, this Friday. Uh, and next week's show is solely dedicated to fantasy football. We're going to talk about uh, the traditional season-long leagues, but also there's a best ball league, which we might even get Rob to do because it's minimal maintenance throughout the year. Uh, and, of course, daily fantasy, just basic strategies, things of that nature. Uh, another announcement is we are going to be doing, just like we did last year, uh, a weekly fantasy football pickup article. I'll have those uh, written on Tuesday evening so you can have those ready for you wednesday morning uh that's when most waivers are run uh for that season long the traditional season long fantasy football um rob you know this from fantasy basketball the pickups are very important uh but they're even more important in fantasy football because they all happen at once uh waivers come off on that wednesday and you know you got to put claims in for for people things of that nature i had a lot of feedback from that last year so uh, we're going to do that again this year. And then finally, Rob, uh, do you want to explain to all the nerds out there what Discord is and the fact that uh, I'm going to be starting my own Discord channel or our own Discord channel, if you will? 
Yeah, yeah. Discord is a, a <laughs> computer application for preteens that we're going to be utilizing uh, as adults, as grownups, to communicate with each other. It's basically like a big group chat. Uh, Jay wants to start one to talk fantasy football, sports betting. Uh, I will personally be deleting any NFT content, and then we'll also get a little crypto in there. Yeah, uh, essentially, if you weren't wasting enough time during the day, we're going to really try to double that output of wasting time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, Rob's a hater on Discord. It, it's like uh, all the nerds that love NFTs; they they love Discord. I think Microsoft bought it for like eighty million dollars. Cool. Um, so, I don't know if you're into that stuff, Rob, but but yeah. Uh, so yeah. We're, we're, Doing a lot of things uh, this year, trying things out. As always, feedback greatly appreciated. Uh, and with that, Rob, anything before we kind of go division by division? Just a, a very brief look at uh, the teams in your favorite league. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, even though you you got to call yourself out for winning uh, the March Madness, I I won the fantasy uh, NBA league that you were involved in, and you're the commissioner of. So I just want to. Just put that out there again. And that I missed the playoffs by one seed back-to-back years. Back-to-back <laughs> years. I'm so pissed, dude. I'm so pissed. Um, did get an email today, though, that uh, Yahoo's just opened their fantasy basketball uh, pro leagues or for money leagues. So I'm excited to do that this year. Oh, you're going to do that despite, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I have a league with some of our college idiots that I didn't even make the playoffs in for football. Just shows you how I don't know. Maybe I'm like one of those teams that always plays down to their competition, something mm. of that nature. But but yeah. Uh, but anyways, so let's go ahead and move on to the season preview. Just looking at division by division, uh, looking at the odds to win the division, and also which teams I think can can win the Super Bowl and which cannot. Uh, let's start with the AFC South. Uh, probably the worst division in football. We have the Houston Texans. 40 to 1 to win their division, which is uh, implied odds of 2%. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, just about plus 150, which is about a 41% chance to win uh, the division. The Jacksonville Jaguars at 12 to 1, which is about an 8% implied uh, chance. And then the Tennessee Titans at minus 150, uh, which is about a 60% implied chance to win their division. Now I can already hear you, Rob, you're saying you add up those percents and they add up to something over a hundred percent. Do you remember why that is Rob? Uh, that is, that's the VIG fam. I think is the biggest part. Yes. The only ab- part. Absolutely. So I took all of these numbers from bookmaker.eu, which is known as Chris, um, around the world, but for the United States members, it's known as bookmaker.eu. That's pretty much the sharpest uh, futures market. So there's a 12% VIG uh, or hold, which goes to the casino. But remember, you should be shopping around. And as sports betting is getting legalized, there's a lot of different options and you should be shopping for your best prices. And we have a lot of Arizona uh, listeners and that's coming to your state there, Rob. And there's going to be a lot of promotional uh, signups and stuff like that. I believe it's in two weeks is when, right when the football season starts. Uh, so definitely be looking at those promotions. Download all the apps you can for our degenerates in Arizona and all the other states that are getting it. 
because shopping around matters. You're essentially going to take that 12% hold. And you, if you do enough shopping and you have access to all the websites and apps in your jurisdiction, you'll probably get that down to a 3 to 4% hold. And you know in your business, uh, cutting down on those fees goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, is there anything promising in like, so this makes me think of this is clearly like a data aggregation problem, right? Like there's data feeds. It's from all these books that you have the possibility of accessing. Any any favorite shortcuts, tools that you can use to look at a bunch of different live ones or, or is the best thing still to really check, um, you know, four or five pretty good places? Yeah, there, there are some tools that I'll be sharing throughout the year to, um, to use for that, that kind of, um, you know, cut down on that. I don't want to give away too much of it because that is a little bit of my edge, but I'll definitely provide some tools, some free handicapping tools and stuff that that will uh, help on that. But if you you know if you're if you're a grinder and you're willing to check all the apps all the time, um, it really sometimes takes you know five ten minute extra minutes, but you know it's it's increasing your expected value. So plus EV, uh, exactly. This guy gets it. But anyways, for the AFC South, I don't I don't see a team here that I think can go to the Super Bowl. I, I try to go through all best case scenarios. Uh, but uh, the Titans are the favorites to win the division. I understand why the more question marks for the Colts, uh, but they just lost their offensive car- coordinator, Arthur Smith, to the, became the head coach of the Falcons. Uh, the Titans have been above average in terms of expectation uh, the last two years. It'd be really hard to see them doing that again. Derrick Henry has got to break down at some point as impressive of a human being as he is. Uh, and also an impressive running back. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, the Colts have Carson Wentz, new quarterback, uh, reuniting with Frank Wright, who was his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. It would take a lot to go right for this team to uh, be a serious contender in the AFC. For the Houston Texans, they are in year zero of a rebuild, so they're not even rebuilding yet. They didn't have a draft pick last year because of some bad trades. Their best player, Deshaun Watson, can't really be traded. I mean, he can be traded, but there's a dark cloud over him because of some uh, naughty things he is accused of doing. Uh, so that they're just – they can very easily be the worst team in football. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are in year one of a rebuild, at least led by Urban Meyer, uh, who had a lot of success as a college coach, but college coaches don't always uh, translate to having success in the pros. So, uh, yeah. Thought it'd be good to start off with the worst division in football. Anything before we move over to the AFC West there? Rob? Maybe uh, maybe double-click on the old Houston Texans on your survivor as an avoider. There you go. Exactly. Good strategy to, to say that. And, and probably a, a question mark for the Jaguars, and or at least say make a note and say probably because it's such a young team, I don't want to touch them until maybe the last five or six weeks of the season. Um, that's a really good point there, Rob. Uh, moving to the AFC West. Uh, the Denver Broncos are about just over six to one to win their division, which implies about a 14% chance. Kansas City Chiefs at minus 300, which implies about a 75% chance. The Las Vegas Raiders, still fun to say, uh, it's 17 to one to win their division, which is an implied odds about 6%. And the Los Angeles Chargers, just over five to one, which is about a 16% chance to win their division. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, still my top-rated team in football. Uh, they lost the Super Bowl last year to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in uh, unflattering 
fashion. Uh, but you factor in quarterback, coach, and offense coordinator, things of that nature, weapons. Uh, this is still the, the team with the highest upside in football. They dramatically redid their offensive line, which was the cause of them getting destroyed in the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I have this as the best team in football, but obviously we're still a, a long way from the Super Bowl. As far as them winning the division odds, you see Denver is only 14% chance and the Chargers are 16% chance. That's really more about the Chiefs than it is anything with the Chargers or the Broncos. Uh, I think either team could easily make the playoffs. Uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers, if they everything goes right, I could see this team somehow stumbling into the, the Super Bowl. Uh, Justin Herbert was uh, the rookie of the year last year, phenomenal quarterback play. And they got a new coach, the defensive coordinator from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Chargers had a really bad coach last year, kind of one of the notorious worst clock managers. Uh, so even if this coach can just be an average to above average, that's such a a big change or delta between going from a, a really bad coach to an average or above average. So the upside there is if he's actually a really great coach, uh, that coupled with if Herbert takes another step, that's how I could see that. Um, but that's a lot of ifs and buts. I think the Chargers are a playoff team. I don't think they're a real Super Bowl contender, but if the stars do align, I could see them making it to a Super Bowl. Uh, Broncos, I could see being a playoff team, but they just don't have the upside of the quarterback play. Uh, between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke uh, to to really be Super Bowl contenders. Anything before we head back east to the AFC East there, Rob? Take me east. Take me to Boston, dude. There you go. Um, the favorites, this is a, a, a weird phrase to say, but the favorites in the East are the Buffalo Bills. This is the second straight year that they are the favorites. Um, and last year they were, if not the second, best team. They were probably the best team for most of the season. Uh, they did lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Josh Allen was second in MVP behind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they currently, their odds are minus 160, which implies about a 62% chance of winning the division. Uh, the next closest team is the New England Patriots which is at plus 277, almost three to one odds, which is about 27, 25% to win the division. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, not far behind them, at just over four to one to win the division, uh, which implies about 20 to 19% chance. And then those New York Jets, can't forgive about them, uh, only about a 4% chance to win, uh, hovering around 25 to 30 to one. Remember, I'm using all of these odds from one place. So, these should be the worst numbers you, you'll be getting uh, because you should be shopping around for five to 10 different places. Uh, so just, just to re uh, remind people about that. There's really nothing I like too much in this one. Uh, the Bills are rightful favorites, but the Bills, you're also getting them at an all-time high. And Rob, you being an investor, you know that's not really when you want to buy stuff is at an all-time high. I'd rather see them prove it first before investing any futures money in it. Uh, and, and that's also something I wanted to talk about, uh, which is I actually only have one bet for the futures market uh, as we stand on August 25th. And that was intentional because I, I didn't want to be too locked in my positions, both consciously and subconsciously. Um, that being said, there's really nothing in this division I want a part of. I do think the Patriots are going to be better now they have another quarterback option with Mac Jones, who I think will be the starter, uh, if not week one, soon after. 
And yeah, so any of that makes sense with the not wanting to take long-term positions there, Rob? Yeah, I feel like you did this last year too, where preseason and kind of weeks one through three is not really, you've just personally identified it's, it's probably not where you're going to be making, uh, have your best odds and make your, and have your best edge. So that's not really where you personally play. Maybe someone else has a little more preseason edge on that, but your style is kind of to watch games, watch how people play, watch coaching, shit like that. So not, not too surprised to hear that. Yeah. And it's also, you don't want to like anchor to your preseason. It, it, for me, I found that I was uh, looking at through the lens of my bet, right? Instead of calling a spade a spade. So I essentially was too attached to my priors or my, my preseason convictions. Mm. And I think that the beauty of the, the National Football League is the flux and parity and the fragility of, you know, between injuries and, and whatnot. So I'm really going into it to try to be as wide-eyed as possible. And I'm, I mean, I'm putting teams on ranges, um, you know, but so there's, there is some fluidity there. Um, and I'm not just saying, oh, you know, Houston, Texas can win the Super Bowl here, but I don't want to be so closed-minded because a lot of the edges that I see in the NFL is what they call overreaction. So, hey, a team has two good weeks. People use recency bias and completely overrate a team. Uh, whereas maybe they just had their two worst weeks of the season at the beginning of the year. Um, and, and they're really a much better team or, or you know, maybe they just got really lucky the first two games, things of that nature. So just trying to look at a more holistic approach. Uh, and that's why I think Survivor is so fun because you might use a team in week two that looks completely different in week, uh, you know, 16 or 17 because it, the NFL season is such a grind and such a long uh, battle, if you will. Um, okay, so we'll move to the AFC North. Uh, oh, before we do that, I did want to mention the Buffalo Bills. I do think and absolutely win the Super Bowl. Uh, probably the second or third best team in football. Uh, like I said, I'd rather have them prove it to me first, maybe mid-year before putting any major money behind it. Uh, but everything they showed us last year so says that they are legit. New England Patriots, uh, you know I'm a sucker for Bill Belichick. Uh, he's now got an Alabama quarterback with Mac Jones. So stars align there. They have a good enough culture and, and coaching staff to um, maybe make a run at things, but that's a lot of ifs and buts. Um, but I got to respect the, the, the hoodie on that one. For the AFC North, I have two teams I think I can make the Super Bowl. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they, they are the favorites just barely. Uh, but the second team, uh, most people, I, I, our, our listeners are, are, are pretty educated, but uh, it's a team that doesn't usually get uh, known for preseason expectations, and that's the Cleveland Browns. So the Ravens' odds are about uh, plus 120, which implies about 45% chance to win the division, whereas the Browns are at uh, 138, which is about a 42% chance. So the Browns are 3% away from being uh, favorites to win their division, which I cannot tell you the last time that has happened. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are the third uh, leg in this Division, just over four to one odds, so implied about 19% chance to win the division. And then the Bengals, sitting at 20 to one, constantly rebuilding, uh, implied 5% chance. 
if you remember the Steelers last year, they were the last unbeaten team in the NFL. They were 11 or no till the Washington football team took them down. And it's really just kind of uh, put a, put an end to their, uh, you know, viewing as a Super Bowl team. Personally, this is the only futures bet I have, and it's the Steelers under eight and a half wins. Uh, Mike Tomlin, their coach, I think for 15 plus years, has never had a losing season. And guess what? This bet is can only win if he has a losing season. Um, but I think the chances of Ben Roethlisberger playing a full season are, are slim to none. Uh, and if he does, then good on him. Uh, but I, I just think this is one of those things where it's kind of like this, the Patriots last year where you're, you're going on their uh, past a little too much. And Ben Roethlisberger, especially towards the end of the year last year, he looked dead as doornails. So um, that, that is my only futures bet, Rob. What do you think about my hate for uh, the Steel City slash Ben Roethlisberger? It's funny. So – Three minutes ago, you're talking about parody and kind of mean reversion, right? Like overreaction is is the name of the game in these markets, and people see two bad weeks and think everything's terrible. Um, but this bet is is contrary to that. This bet is that the the a little bit shorter trend, whatever last games of the season, the playoffs for them is the like the end of a broader bull market for the. Steelers, it sounds, um, I don't know, man. I mean, Roethlisberger's sounds old, so uh, that checks out. How good is their division is one big thing that comes to mind because uh, context on these schedules I know is like your favorite thing. Yeah, it's just it's just a very elementary way to, to optimize. I mean, anytime you're making a futures bet, you want to make the futures bet with saying that there's a very low chance – that the odds are better than they are right now. Sure. Um, so, you know, that, that's what you're looking at. But for me, the Steelers, I mean, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is 39 years old, and I, I got to show you a picture of the guy. Um, I mean, the guy is just he's, – he's ready to, uh, to hang him up. Uh, pretty much everyone knows that this is going to be his last year uh, in the NFL. Um, I don't know if he knows it, but everyone else does. Uh, but for this division, I do think there's two Super Bowl contenders. Definitely the Ravens and, and the Browns, I think, are, are pretty serious. I put them right under the definite uh, Super Bowl contenders. But if Baker Mayfield takes another step, uh, it's, a, it's really a loaded roster uh, in, in beautiful Cleveland. That's impressive to hear. What about the the Ravens, man? I feel like two seasons ago this was such a soup, like a quasi-super team, like a freakish force yeah. of nature. Yeah, it was it was kind of them and the Chiefs, and then kind of the Bills took went past them last year. But the Ravens just have the track record of an organization um, that they have staying power. They're, they're not on the same level as the Chiefs, um, but yeah, I, I, they're, they're probably just based on power rankings a little bit of a notch below uh, the Bills. But that's I, I should just say, not power rankings, but in terms of. Uh, AFC odds, but that's more about their division being harder with the Browns in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, the Bills only kind of have the Patriots. I mean, the, the Dolphins are bad. Um, it's just their quarterback quarterback play is more questionable in their division rather than the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving over to the NFC East, we have uh, the Dallas Cowboys as the small favorites, uh, plus 140. 
the Washington football team at 158. So the Cowboys are 41% implied to win the division, whereas the Washington football team is at 40 or 39%. Uh, then the Giants and Eagles are pretty much tied for third. Uh, the Giants are plus 530 and the Eagles are plus 560. Now this is one that I think you could probably get the Eagles or Giants around eight or 10 to one if you shop around. Uh, that that might be a good bet here because this is for the division favorites between the Cowboys and the Washington football team. They're probably the worst favorites. Um, maybe tied with the AFC South that we mentioned there. Um, but you know, I could see the Giants if the stars align uh, them taking a step. The problem with the Eagles is they have a first year coach, and first year coaches really rarely um, make a uh, huge jump. Uh, but it's more about the the NFC East not being that great. Uh, there's no real bets I like on this. The only thing I would say is, is the Cowboys really come down to Dak Prescott's return from a pretty gruesome injury uh, from last year. So if he shows their back, they actually have a somewhat competent defense. Uh, this was a team that some people were picking to go to the Super Bowl last year. That's how good their offense can be with a healthy Dak. CeeDee Lamb is a, an explosive receiver. Um, but that's a lot of ifs and buts. And the Cowboys just don't have the track record as uh, you know some of the other organizations we mentioned. You know, if, if we're talking about if, we, if we kind of just like slot, swap, excuse me, logos of the Cowboys and the Ravens, and you, you know we just listed all those things, then I would say, okay, yeah, the, the Cowboys, you know, given their track record, this is a real Super Bowl team. But uh, the Cowboys are often more noise than actual substance, uh, so that's why I'm more hesitant to uh, be on them as believers, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you also have some, uh, have a residual, perhaps a bitter taste in your mouth about the NFC East futures? Uh, no, 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 that's bad. I, I had the Giants 50 to one last year. Uh, and that's kind of what I mean by embracing the fragility uh, of an NFL season is you don't want to take those dart throws uh, because there was injuries all over uh, the NFC East and also the you know, the three teams, or excuse me, say all four teams really collapsed. Um, and that's the type of futures you want to be taking early in the season. Mm-hmm. What's a dart throw? Does that mean a long shot? Exactly. Okay. That's a new one. New East Coast, new mid-Atlantic vernacular on the pod. There you go. Uh, female sports and uh, throwing darts. That's what we do here in the mid-Atlantic. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the NFC East, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they got first year coach Arthur Smith. Or excuse me, NFC yes, NFC South. Uh, Atlanta Falcons have a new head coach, former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Really good offensive mind. You never know if that's going to translate to coaching, um, but they're kind of uh, deciding to rebuild or not. I still think a really big year for Calvin Ridley in fantasy, which we'll talk about next year or excuse me, next podcast. Uh, but in terms of actually competing, I don't think. Uh, they are able to do that this year. Um, our beloved Carolina Panthers, uh, also about 12 to 1, so also about a 7% chance to win their division. Still probably a year away from serious contention. Uh, I like what they're doing. They're, they're trying out uh, former uh, second round or third overall pick, Sam Darnold, who they traded a second round pick, kind of a buy low spot. They're going to try him out. If he doesn't work out for a year, they don't own anything. Uh, and they'll probably draft somebody next year and, and then kind of build towards actual uh, contention next year, but maybe they strike gold with him and they're able to put something together a little bit sooner. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, previous, 
they've excuse me they've won the four uh, years prior to this for the division. Obviously, the Bucks won the Super Bowl last year, but the Saints did win this division. Uh, they're four to one, so implied to be a twenty percent chance of winning the Super Bowl or, or excuse me this division. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just over uh, minus three hundred favorite, seventy six percent chance of winning the division. I think that's a little bit high. I've seen this number at other places. This is telling me that sharp money is coming in on the Buccaneers to win the division uh, this early in the season. I still think we're buying the Bucks at the highest point, and we're 18 weeks out from the regular season being over. So there's a lot of injuries that can happen. You know, if Tom Brady gets hurt week one, you know, that that bet is shot pretty much. Um, so that's the only reason I wouldn't take something like that. But I think I saw some minus 200s at some other places not that long ago. Um, but I've been in NFT land uh, all summer. So I, I need to get back to it uh, to check what those odds have been. But well, I'm really surprised to see the Saints that low just because if Jameis Winston is a good quarterback, which is not that far-fetched, Drew Brees was not that good of a quarterback last year. Um, and that's really the, the biggest piece missing from last year with the Saints. There's some other secondary concerns, things of that nature, but it's all about the quarterback position in this league. Uh, so definitely the Buccaneers can win the Super Bowl and make the Super Bowl. And I think the Saints with a Jameis Winston-led uh, aerial attack, if Michael Thomas comes back and is healthy, um, that's a lot of ifs and buts. Uh, so the Bucs are really the only clear Super Bowl contender. Anything before we go to the fabulous NFC North there, Rob? Nope. Uh, the favorites are the Green Bay Packers. Uh, two straight NFC Championship appearances uh, for the Packers. Both losses, both in not the, the best fashion. Um, I don't know if you followed Aaron Rodgers and his saga this summer, but he essentially kind of demanded a trade, then finally was holding out, and then eventually came to training camp, uh, then did a cryptic last dance tweet, uh, implying that this might be his last year with the Packers and apparently came to a negotiation uh, to have his trade demands met if he wishes at the end of this year. Um, so they are the favorites. I understand why they're the favorites, but I think it's just a really weird way to start off the year, this kind of weird tension with the team. Uh, especially since he was an MVP last year, it's really hard for him to play any better than he did last year. Um, like I said, they're minus 174 price right now. So that's about a 64% chance to win the division. Um, the clear number two are the Minnesota Vikings. Started the year pretty slow last year, but they really improved, especially their defense uh, towards the back half of last year. Uh, they're at plus 250, about a 28% chance to win the division. Uh, Chicago Bears are a little over 5-1 to one at a 16% chance implied. They have a really easy path. Uh, if Justin Fields, their first-round quarterback, is the truth, uh, they have a real chance of winning this division. Um, so that might be a long shot that someone might like taking at 5-1. to one. Uh, Maybe probably can find it 6 or 7-1 to one at a certain sports book. Um, pretty decent offensive coordinator uh, that they have there. So if Justin Fields is the truth, for former five-star recruit, um, then that's a that's an easy thing for them to make that huge jump. Uh, problem is, is rookie quarterbacks making those huge jumps don't always happen. Um, but he does have the upside case, if you will. And then the lonely uh, Detroit Lions at twenty eight to one. They're kind of year one of a major rebuild. They have Jared Goff, whom they got in the trade for Matt Stafford with the Rams. 
Uh, they have a bunch of draft picks. I understand what they're doing. It's just this year is not going to be their year. Um, so if I were to bet anything in this division, maybe take the Bears plus you know 500, plus 600 or 700 if you can find that to win the division. Also, I think the Vikings are a good bet somewhere if you can get maybe 250, 300, 350. Um, I'm just not the biggest believer in the Packers given all the friction and like we said about buying them high. Um, but to be fair, last year I did bet them under and they went well over. So maybe I just have a bad read on the Packers. Anything before we go to the beautiful NFC West there, Rob? So Packers have this weird thing going on, but are still quite heavy favorites. It sounds like just on kind of what would be regular power rankings, they're still the best team yeah, by yeah. that margin. Yeah, and it's also their division is not that strong. Mm. Minnesota um, is, is more of a run-oriented team. Uh, so I, I actually am above market on Minnesota. I think that they're, they're – I don't think they're necessarily a Super Bowl team, but I can see a path where they could um, at least make the playoffs and maybe win a game or two. Um, but it's kind of a combination of me being a little bit higher on the Vikings. I also think Justin Fields could be a, a really solid quarterback, maybe not year one for the Bears. Uh, so it's just me being, it's kind of like the correlation of me being a little bit higher on the, on the Vikings, seeing a path for the bears and being a little bit lower on the Packers. That has me feeling that way. Okay. Yep. Um, the NFC West, I think is going to be the best division in football. Um, the Los Angeles Rams are slight, slight favorites at plus one eighty six. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at plus one ninety five. That's the Rams with a 35% implied. Uh, percentage to win the division and the, the Niners right behind him at 34%. Uh, the Seahawks not far, uh, far, excuse me, far behind the other two teams at plus 264. Uh, that's about 27% implied odds to win the division. And then your beloved Arizona Cardinals bringing up the rear at about six to one, uh, easily the best fourth odds team in any division. So the team with the worst odds to win their division, uh, definitely the best fourth place team. Kyler Murray is an absolute animal. Uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is, is an absolute beast. Uh, but compared, they're just in the wrong division to be, to be frank. So I'll let you um, break that news to be money. I think the Rams uh, are definite Super Bowl contenders. It really comes down to Matthew Stafford and their depth issues. Uh, the Rams are just taking this really weird strategy of just trading their draft picks for veterans, and they really haven't been hurt by it. I'm not a believer that that's the most sustainable model, but they have proven me wrong. Um, also, with going from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, uh, I really think this could be uh, – you could see where the dots could connect for this team to really make it. Um, Seattle Seahawks, they got Russell Wilson. If they let Russell Wilson play optimal football by throwing the ball in early downs and putting the ball essentially in his hands, that's how this team makes the Super Bowl. They like to run the ball, more traditional, conservative, um, not optimal football. So that's where they're definitely Super Bowl contenders, but that's with a big if. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, I think they have the highest upside of any team in the NFC. They traded three first-round picks to get Trey Lance, uh, this dual-threat, hyper-upside quarterback prospect. Um, they have a really talented team. 
They have a great coach in Kyle Shanahan. And just the fact that Kyle Shanahan, somebody who's been in the NFL for a number of years, his dad was in the NFL, not a stupid guy at all. He kind of went all in on this quarterback. Uh, it just shows you that they really believe that they got something here with Trey Lance. So this is a team that I'm going to be looking to bet uh, to win the NFC for sure. But it's one we can wait on because I don't think Trey Lance is going to start the year. I think Jimmy G is going to start the year. Um, and it might be week four, week five, week six till we see Trey Lance. Uh, but when we do see Trey Lance, uh, that's when the real upside for this team can kick in. So this is one we'll be monitoring throughout the year. I'll obviously be trying to find a, a buy low spot. Maybe they lose a game they shouldn't have. They, they have five turnovers, but they outgain the team by 200, 300 yards. Um, you know, we can get a better price on this. I think right now that you can get them to win the Super Bowl around 14 to 1. I think you can get them probably closer to 20, 25 to 1 sometime in the year. Uh, and I'll probably be taking them to win the NFC at something like 10 or 12 to 1 if I can get that sometime in the year. Uh, as I think the NFC is not as stacked as the AFC. Anything about the NFC West, San Francisco 49ers, or anything else there, Rob? Yeah, I'm going to throw a few at you uh, who have similar championship odds preseason and ask you to just rank them up. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go Ravens. Let's go Packers, uh, Niners, and Seahawks. Uh, I'll go Raven. Uh, wow. Uh, if I had to rank them as right now, it would be Ravens, Packers, Niners, Seahawks. If it was upside included with that, I would go Ravens, Niners, Packers, Seahawks. Okay. Okay. I asked that because all these teams are – Preseason bunched together pretty close. If you're trying to bet futures mm -hmm. on any of them winning winning championships, then yep. they're all uh, market thinks they're you know got similar chances. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, for me, my power rankings right now are uh, Chiefs number one, Bills two, Ravens three, Buccaneers four. Uh, whereas the market has Chiefs one, Bucks two, uh, which isn't shocking because. Uh, they won the Super Bowl last year. But I, I just think everything – I don't know. It, it, part of me thinks that, you know, they everything kind of went right for them. But the second half of their season, their offense was really, really good. Um, but the second half of the season last year, their schedule was really easy. So, um, you know, that's, that's what's great about it, being flexible, and we'll see where we're at two, three, four weeks in. And there's almost always a better time to get a better price – so that's why, unless I absolutely love something, I'd rather wait, get more information, get more clarity uh, before, you know, taking a position. I like it. All right. Well, I think this is a good first pod for the third season. Uh, and next week we're going to go ahead and be geared to fantasy football. I know, Rob, you're stoked for that. Um, you got a bunch of sick fantasies that you're uh, excited to share with us. That's going to be it. It's going to be called Rob Sick Fantasies, and we'll get into it. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll see you all next week. Peace.